Walker is Rocky the raccoon for Keith Rutherford County Beautiful or something like that. Shh, it's yeah, a secret. If you're ever like walking around that area of North Carolina and you see a raccoon mascot, try yelling the name Walker and see <laughs> how it responds. Oh, God. We in LFNC love to dress up, whether that's as Santa Claus, elves, or Rocky the Raccoon. We are a very involved group. Welcome to the Fellowship Podcast, where we talk about different aspects of the Lead for North Carolina Fellowship Program. On this episode, we talk about the LFC program in general and why it's important. Thanks for tuning in and remember to start where you live. So I am Magnolia. I am the LFNC fellow working in Rutherfordton, North Carolina. I grew up in Brevard, which is like also on the western part of the state, and I went to school at UNCG and graduated with a bachelor's in, oh lord, political science with a concentration pre-law and a minor in ASL deaf studies. My name is Allison. I am the Elephancy Fellow in Schlote, North Carolina, a little bit south of Wilmington on the coast. I'm from Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and I went to school at NC State, Go Pack, where I majored in political science with a concentration in law and justice and a minor in Spanish. My name is Danielle. Um, I was born in Ararat, North Carolina, which is just a few minutes from Mount Airy or Mayberry for any of those who are a fan of the Andy Griffith Show. Um, I went to undergrad at Wake Forest University, was an undecided junior, but finally settled on something um, pretty broad that I knew that I could do a lot with, so communication, and I knew that I wanted to do something that interacted with a lot of people and doing something to help others, so I've really enjoyed it. Currently in the fellowship position at Elkin, North Carolina. I'll finish this off. My name is Taylor and I am the Elephancy Fellow in Washington, North Carolina. I work with the Mideast Commission there. I graduated from North Carolina State University with a major in political science and a minor in ethics. This is obviously something new that we thought that we would try out um, as a way of people being able to connect with us and hear our stories and give us a space to discuss just whatever topics we're interested in discussing that per um, pertain to North Carolina and our communities and things going on and current events wise. So that's just kind of what we're hoping to accomplish with this. Awesome. Yeah, and I think like LFNC covers so much or there's like, it, it, it expands over a ton of different topics. So this is just giving us like the um, space to kind of touch on all of those because it's really hard to do that in just like traditional social media or anything like that too. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I think this is a wonderful platform just for us to share what we're doing because even our state alone, it's such a diverse state. It's got 10 million people. Um, it's got so many different climates and we've all been put into a different community arranging in sizes but most of them somewhat rural and so it's just been a great opportunity and something that you know a lot of places don't have and I think that we need to improve in order to increase the amount of youth in local government so I think that this is a great opportunity to talk about 
what we're doing and what our jobs and positions really are. Let's just talk about the LFNC program. Like, uh, I think we want to just cover like what the mission is, how it works, what it means to be a fellow, all of that kind of good stuff. So the mission of LFNC, according to our website, the official mission statement is to recruit, train, and place the state's most promising young leaders in paid local government fellowships as a means of strengthening our public institutions, supporting our local communities, and cultivating a new generation of public service leaders. A lot of these more rural communities are not seeing young people returning to these areas, that it's kind of just more of an age. Right. Young people are going away to college and then they're not coming back. So they have a more age general workforce mm -hmm. in these rural and town hall communities. Mm -hmm. I I think it's... Go ahead, Danielle. I think it's so important too to really realize what all your local government does might sound bad saying this, but where I lived, um, the only thing in our community really is a fire station and a post office. Um, we have one caution light, no stoplights. And so I don't even live in the jurisdiction of a local that has a local town hall. And so when I got to our summer training, I actually learned a lot more about it. I know one of our assignments was actually to draw what we incorporate and see as everything that town hall does. And I was really confused at first because, you know, we don't have trash pickup. We don't have all these things because we live in such a rural environment. So just me going to what is still considered rural, but just that has a small town that has all these different institutions within them, including local, just local government in general was very eye-opening to me to see like the broader scheme of everything they do as well as the ins and outs and really how much they truly impacts the community. Yeah, and going off of that, I feel like Lead for NC really focuses on like the impact you can make as an individual, like coming right out of college. Like going through college, I always heard that your vote counts the most on the local level because that is what is determined by like 10 to 15 votes sometimes. And those are the leaders that have a direct impact on you most of the time or the most direct impact. And like when I think about the experience I'm getting from Lead for NC, like I'm literally helping read-write ordinance standards for local towns, which literally none of my classmates can say they're doing. And I'm having like a true impact on local governments around the areas. So I think that's like another thing Lead for NC is trying to showcase is that as an individual, if you're looking to change something about North Carolina or anywhere you live, that if you start local, that's where you can have the most impact. And also the support you get from these communities. Like I've heard from other fellows that they're getting extra training, extra schooling, things like that from their local governments to make them better, which is a support that most first year workers don't really experience. Yeah, and I think the program is also doing a really good job about like redefining what success actually means because like me, I grew up in a really small town. Like if you stayed or if you just didn't move away, it automatically meant that you weren't successful, even if you like were like actually making something of yourself. But with Lead for North Carolina, like you're able to come back to home or close to home and actually have like this great impact that Taylor was just talking about. 
And I think one thing that's truly unique about our program is just the connection with you all. Um, it's just been so great to have people that are on the same level as me in terms of just getting out of college. Some of us not really knowing exactly what we may want to do with our lives, but exploring it further in these local government positions has just been amazing to have you all as contact and support and to lean off of and ask questions and learn more about. And this podcast just furthers that. And I'm really excited about that. And it's so much more than just a cohort of people in the same similar position to you. This is a family and I could probably get emotional talking about this. I'm not going to, but if you know me, I'm an emotional person, but I just truly feel like this is a family that I'm going to be in connection to even after my time ends in July, that I will be able to reach out to anybody in this program and just chat or if you're in the same area, but, or lean on each other for professional help. Um, it's just built that kind of a community of fellows that's beyond just being in the same program. It's really, we are a family and it's incredible to me how close we've gotten to cohort two and how cohort two has gotten so close to one another, given that you all have never really met each other other than maybe once or twice. If you've been able to see each other, you've only known each other for the most part from seeing each other from behind a camera because your whole experience in LFNC so far has been during COVID. And it's incredible to see that you all have gotten as close, if not in some ways closer than we did after spending four weeks together in 2019 in Chapel Hill in DC. And that just goes to show that we're all committed to not only like working together and working in similar areas, but just knowing each other and and being there for support and a shoulder to lean on. All right, so obviously 2020 has brought a lot of different experiences. <laughs> like, what do you all think is like the importance of nonpartisan work uh, with like the LFNC program? And like, what is it and why is it important, I guess? From my experience and my position, at work, um, a lot of it is dealing with either advertising for the town, um, such as like articles for travel magazines um, and for running the NC Trail Days Festival. And so, and helping also with the Explore Elkin, um, let me start that. And also helping out with Explore Elkin, which its goal is to get the community involved and really invest in itself in a way that shows we're a very strong community and have a lot more events, especially for a small town. I was really surprised when I first got to Elkin how much it had going on. And especially all of this was pre-COVID. So even now just seeing the restrictions and everything and all the different ad adaptations we've made. But I just think that political neutrality is so important because, you know, especially when you're talking about something like advertising, community engagement, we want to talk about issues that are extremely uniting, you know, less divisive so that everyone in our town, no matter what, can feel like they're a part of the town and that they have a place in the community. And so I think that that's been a really interesting aspect of our fellowship program that focuses on that political neutrality. So I think that that's very unique, especially to a job position. 
And I think like with my experience with like nonpartisan work is that I've worked with so many different people. Like I've worked with council, I've worked with like nonprofits, I've worked with like just like the town staff in general, I've worked with community members and with being nonpartisan, it's a little bit easier to see where they're coming from. Like maybe it's not something that I personally believe um, or maybe it, it, it is, but it like having this like non-advocacy, like in the middle kind of viewpoint, it's easier for me to see where they're coming from and to meet them in the middle and to like really try and make some sort of change happen because obviously like there's some change that is needed. Yeah, no, I agree completely. And I, sorry, Taylor. Um, Go ahead, Allison. Um, I will be the first to admit that I actually personally in my life, I do struggle with being nonpartisan. And it's something that throughout my LFNC experience, I've actually had to learn a lot about myself and how I work with other people. But what I love is being able to watch my mayor and our board and how they even though they may not agree on particular things um, partisan wise um, to see how they just come together for the sake of the town and to discuss what is truly going to be best for the people. And that's what's so inspiring to me about local government is that for the large part, it's not partisan. I mean, in your state and federal levels of, of government, I mean, so much of it is just about party alignment and there's, it's hard to see across the aisle. And there are aisles that physically separate the left from the right and whatever. But in local government, you don't really see that. And it's truly working together for the greater good. And that's what I love so much about local government is that it's just about doing what's right for the people and what's going to make the best impact on the people's lives. That was such a great answer. <laughs> yeah, that was better than anything I was going to say. <laughs> I'm glad you cut me off. But <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> I was just going to say that, like, you would think that going into a local government, which is, like, a political body, you would have to have some, like, political ideology behind you and have to stand up in some way. But I know from my personal experience, like, I'm working on zoning mandates, which aren't political at all unless the individuals themselves make it political. And so as a third party coming in and, like, reviewing and editing... Like, I don't experience any politics at all, which I thought I would be like, oh, I'm going to have to be, like, pushed and pulled between, you know, the town council and the board of aldermen and the planning board and things like that. But it really isn't. It's really, like, going in the, you know that you're supposed to be nonpartisan and also the people that are employing you, like, the towns know that you're supposed to be nonpartisan. So there's not the idea that you're going to come in and be this brand new college student who's like extremely liberal or extremely conservative. It's kind of that, oh, they're coming in as a new nonpartisan person that's going to help us get our job done, which I think it's really awesome that Lead for NC really makes that clear during both the hiring process for the fellows as well as the selection of the hometowns. I think it's also worth talking about just like the affiliation with the school of government because I had no idea that that existed until like I got into this um, program, but like the school of government has so many connections across the state of North Carolina and like everybody that I know thinks so highly of them. No, I agree completely. And that's what's so inspiring to me too, is like 
everybody I know from code enforcement officers to members of the board of aldermen, they know about the school of government and they know about the people who did our trainings, which makes me feel like we're getting trained by some of the best people in the business. And that means we're getting access to the same resources. So we're kind of put on the same playing field as the rest of our employees, which I think is really cool. I think it also comes with a level of like validity that you already have going into the position. It's not that you're just a new hire straight out of college. It's you're an LFNC fellow with the UNC School of Government. So you already have that kind of weight behind you to know that you're going to go in and you know that you have the support system, both from your fellows that we talked about earlier, but also the UNC School of Government that if you have any questions or anything like that, you can fall back and ask them. Like I know I've emailed Rebecca Badgett before about conflict of interest standards when I could not understand it to save the life of me. And she helped me completely write out something which was so helpful. So I think that's definitely one of the largest benefits that this program provides. And I'm pretty sure like Tyler Mulligan is so tired of my emails, but I probably email him so many different times just about community development and economic development questions. So we've talked a lot about like the fellowship program and kind of like what it means to be a fellow. So what is like one of your favorite experiences as a fellow in your jurisdiction? One thing for me is definitely all the events that I've helped and assisted with in planning and just seeing the community come together. But as a side note, also just like learning office work life. Um, Elkin is a very dog friendly town. So I feel like every other week there's some kind of dog in our office, which is awesome. And that just, I don't know, it just really boosts morale. So that's, that's a really fun thing. I'm jealous. Actually, Danielle, our office is kind of the same way. So we have a few customers who come in, you know, every couple months to pay their bills and they bring their dogs and their dogs come in and get treats. And we have a fire dog, but bless her heart, she's very obese. Um, so we kind of cut her back a little bit. But Danielle, I would also agree with you. I think you and I both do a lot of events for our towns. And that's totally. something that obviously it's been different under COVID, but last year especially, I really enjoyed doing those events because it gave me the experience to meet with and connect with people in the community face-to-face -face in a setting that kind of just alleviates stress for them. It's these free events that we put on that they can come out to, um, and it's just a great time for me, especially when I was starting out, to be able to get to know people and build relationships with people in the community. My other favorite thing, because it's a shameless plug that I always have to talk about, is last year in our Christmas parade, I was Santa Claus on top of the fire engine. And it was probably the best experience of my life because I'm obsessed with Christmas. If you know me, that you know that I decorated in September this year. And that was probably the peak of my life. My boss was like, Allison, nobody has as much enthusiasm for Christmas as you do, so will you please be our Santa? That's amazing. I'm having to dress up as an elf for our Christmas thing this year because we're doing like a drive-through Santa-like thing. You're going to be the cutest elf. I didn't sign up for it. My boss was just like, I ordered you an elf outfit and you will wear it, oh. but... It's fine. Um, it's amazing. 
(laughs) (laughs) So I think like my favorite thing um, about just being a fellow is like, I just love the work environment. Um, Like, I know it may be different for some of the other fellows, but literally like I'll have like my meetings and stuff in my calendar, but literally every day that I go to work, it's something different. Like it's not the same old office job every single day. Um, Like there was one day where I just like, I got to ride like two, like take a road trip, like two hours away because um, long story short, but one of our sewer lines broke. And so we had to go get a, um, like a little thing to go over our sewer line. Um, And so I got to drive with my boss all the way to Hickory and back um, so we could fix it. Um, We also have Nerf guns hidden in our offices and we will break out into like spontaneous Nerf wars. Um, My office is really close to like my, like our manager's office. So I can literally, if I hit it in the right angle, I can shoot my Nerf gun and the bullet will hit his door and then hit him. So it's just wonderful. Like if I get bored, like why not just shoot your boss with a Nerf gun? Um, So it's just like, I just really love, like it's like a, you make an impact and you work really hard, but it's also just a really fun place to be. And I think I just like, I love that about this fellowship. Sounds like Magnolia's next job is going to be James Bond. Just like Rick. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Taylor? What's your favorite experience so far? And obviously Taylor has it a little bit different because she's working from home. Yeah. um, (laughs) So I have only, I started in July. So I've been working for like four or five months now. And I've only been into the office twice for about 30 minutes, which there's like good and bad things with it. Like I definitely miss that office atmosphere that you guys are talking about. Like because my supervisor, Kevin, is literally one of the nicest people I've ever met, and I know getting to see him every day would so totally brighten my day, but it's also nice to know that there's that safety measure behind it of COVID, and that oftentimes we see businesses not taking COVID super seriously and not, and valuing the work of their employees getting done over than possibly the safety precautions Um, But my um, executive director is super duper cautious about COVID. So I definitely appreciate having the opportunity to work from home. And one of the good things is, is I can kind of like set my own schedule. So if in the morning I'm like, oh, I have to do this, that, and the other, then I can just like pull extra work during the nighttime. Or if I know like, hey, I kind of want to get off early today and like go get dinner. Like I'll start working like two hours earlier in the morning. So it's definitely nice with that to be able to set your own schedule and still get your work done and still be productive, but finding those new ways. And I think that's also something that's like a super key point of working from home is I've learned to be productive and like self-driven because before I really enjoyed that, the not really the pressure of an office, but knowing that someone's like watching you to make sure you're doing your work and that kind of stuff. And when you're working from home, that obviously isn't there. So it's definitely given me greater skills in using my own self-motivation to get work done and also like self-accountability with that as well. A lot less dogs though, so that's kind of sad, but. So Magnolia, what kinds of goals do we have with this podcast? Well, I think um, 
I think one of our biggest goals that we have is just to kind of like share ideas because like while we're pretty close as like a cohort, sometimes like we're just talking about like what's going on in our life or just things outside of work. But this is just like a opportunity for us to kind of like, we can talk about issues um, that we we're facing and talk about our experiences. Like for me, like I've had a lot of experience over the last couple of months about affordable housing. And I know that Shelby, who is in Shelby, North Carolina, like I know that there's like a big like name pun there. Um, but Shelby's also worked with um, affordable housing, but maybe one of our other fellows that's like way on the eastern part of the state um, hasn't had as much experience and just needs to kind of like get some ideas about what they can do to um, address some of their affordable housing issues. Um, but I think it, it's just like a fun time to just kind of like get together and talk and just talk about the program in general too. Yeah, I agree. I think this is a going to be a really unique opportunity for us because so much of our marketing strategies right now, I mean, all we do is, you know, we can post on social media, which is great, but it's so difficult because we're not able to physically get together right now. Um, so I feel like this podcast is going to be a great opportunity for us, like you said, to be able to discuss these things that are interesting for us and also pertaining to our jobs um, and just kind of further share the mission and goals of LFNC through real time and what's what we're actually doing in our communities not to get off on like another tangent or anything, but I think it's just awesome that we as like young folk in rural communities are being able to kind of like have our own fresh ideas about how to address certain issues. So I'm just, I'm super excited to talk about like my experiences um, with some of the projects that I've been working on. And I know that like other people are gonna have like different experiences or different ideas about it, but also just like that, that piece of coming together and just being able to talk about it is gonna be super fun and exciting. I'm getting called in. Oh, save the world, Magnolia. You We're fine. What a queen. Magnolia is a firefighter on the side. We can incorporate this. This is something that's really exciting. Magnolia is a firefighter and she has gotten involved with her community beyond her daily LFNC tasks. And we didn't even sage that. No, that was that was not planned at all. She just got called in. Thanks for listening in to our first one. Like we hope that this podcast really grows with us and with you guys and we're able to expand on what not only we've experienced in local government, but topics that are going to be important to everyone who has not only experience in North Carolina, but hopefully an expansion out of North Carolina eventually. This has been a fellow trip podcast by Lead for North Carolina. Hey, we're excited to welcome you into our LFNC community through this podcast. Thank you, Dylan, for allowing us the lead way to do this. XOXO. <laughs> I'm definitely using all of that. <laughs> all of that that just happened, I'm using. Um, I know that this probably, like, this first episode may be, like, all over the place, but, like, hey, we're still learning. Um, but we hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, tune in next week where we'll probably take on a, like a specific like topic or theme about an aspect of their fellowship or a project that we may be working on. Um, but we really hope that you tune back in next week. So thanks for listening, y'all. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye, buddy. I hope you find your dad.